Hi, I'm Batsheva Frankel from Overthrowing Education, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. I know without a doubt what I am meant to do. And every week I have a spiritual awakening, but it only happens when I fuel that definiteness of purpose with action. And I have to constantly be telling myself, how do I get here? Our North Star is to empower every teacher to leave a legacy online. How do I get there every single day? What do I do to help me achieve this goal and this goal and this goal? And it really is just a science game, a science experiment. And it will come true as long as you don't give up because the most genius thing that I've done, I know this has been said before, is that, you know, we never gave up. And that's what I want anyone listening to know that whatever you want in life, whether it's weight loss or whether it's um, to climb out of depression or anything like that is, is, is within your reach. It all starts with understanding how your mind works and learning how to train it to do new things. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 60 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. If we've never met before, welcome. My name is Amber Harper, and I am the host of the Burned In Teacher podcast, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I have had such a fantastic experience with the latest interviews and future guests of the podcast, and this episode and today's guest is by far no exception. We have Casey Morris from CaseyMorris.com and the CEO of the CEO Teacher Academy. You know, I reached out to her on Instagram because I just found so many similarities in our stories as far as wanting to empower teachers to take control over their burnout and to be empowered to make the changes that they need to make in whatever way that they need to make them, to see whatever changes that they want to see in their lives. And I can tell you, when we jumped on the phone together and started talking, we just connected. And it was like we knew each other for years. We have a lot of similarities, as you'll hear us talk about in the interview. Um, And I do not want to make you wait. But I mean, just like you heard in this soundbite, She is filled with purpose and fueled by action. And that's exactly what I want for all of you listeners. You have way more control over your reality and your future than you may believe at this current point in your story. But that doesn't mean that your story has to remain the same. And just as Casey and I talk about our challenges as we started, um, even in college when we were um, preparing to be classroom teachers, There was a lot of hardship and we could have given up, but we didn't. And even when things got hard, we didn't give up then either. We chose to take control, to take the wheel over our lives and to become purposeful in our day-to-day actions because we were fueled with purpose. So I want to go into today's interview asking you, what's your purpose? What do you wake up with every day as your North Star? 
What keeps you focused? Because in this month of determine your long-term goals, if you can't answer that question, where do you see yourself in a year, in five years, in 10 years? Of course, you're going to be lost. That is your North Star, as Casey calls it. And those are your long-term goals. And even as adults, like I mentioned last week, even though we are hashtag adulting, doing all of the adult responsibilities, we can still have goals and dreams. And this episode is going to leave you filled with purpose. And hopefully, you will fuel your purpose with action. So without further ado, without further ado, here is my interview with Casey Morris. My goodness, we've been talking for a half an hour, totally unplanned. I know just from these 30 minutes, you are going to be such an inspiration to especially my burned and bored teachers today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Amber, I'm so excited. I was just telling her before we hit record that very rarely do people really impress me, but she has done just that and I am excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me on the show. It is my pleasure. So Casey, you and I have a lot of similarities. We have principles as husbands. We taught for several years and we are teacherpreneurs. So why don't you back way up? to your teaching experience. What did you teach? How long did you teach it? And then what, I mean, you just took full control over your reality. So let's just hear all about it. You're so sweet. Before I start talking, I want um, the listeners to know that I do have an office right next to a very loud train. So um, I can hear one coming down the way now. So if the train rolls by, we're just going to keep rolling with it at any time. Hey, we're teachers. Um, We're flexible, right? Good. So I, (laughs) I'm Casey Morris, and I am a former eighth grade English and language arts teacher, as Amber said. I have a principal husband. He's a high school principal, and we have four amazing boys, age 16, 10, 9, and 1. And um, we have just been so blessed in this life. Man, I, I live my best life day in and day out, but the truth is it hasn't always been that way. It hasn't always been easy, and my story is how I got to where I am today, and I love every single part of it, the good times and the bad. And we'll chat about that a little bit today. But as a mom that struggled, struggled through a deep postpartum depression, to find myself on this side of it has just been an absolute wild and crazy ride. But I uh, got married when I was 21 years old mm-hmm. and had babies 22, 23. I was a senior and junior in college and I was nine months pregnant each time when I started in August. Both of my babies were born in September. They're 12 months and 11 days apart. And man, those were not the days. Those were so hard, right? They were. Oh, you're saying this. And I'm thinking, you know, I told you while we were chatting before that my husband and I were young parents. We were actually married when we were 21, but we had an almost three-year-old. So we went through college as parents. So you and I also have that in common. Yeah. And um, I had a stepson then too. So here we are with three kids. My husband at that time was a non-certified teacher. He was making $1,200 a month. Um, and we were living on love because that was all we had. Um, Preach. Preach. And I took three days off with one child, two days off with the other to go to be in school. I was determined to graduate with my early childhood education degree because I thought that was my calling in life. 
and then student teaching came around and I was in first grade and it was mm -hmm. the hardest six months of my life. You know, I taught first grade, right? Did I tell what? you that? I no. did. Yeah. And it, it definitely, my favorite was third grade for sure. There's just different challenges there that you don't see anywhere else, right? Oh man, I cried every single day. I mean, I was also struggling through postpartum at that time, but I didn't realize it, but it was so hard because I wanted to play with them and they were still babies, but yet they had to be grownups. But mm -hmm. I luckily got to sub in fourth and fifth grade and just fell in love with these kids. And I was like, this is why I'm supposed to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. But at that time we were just coming out of the recession. This was around 2010 and I couldn't get a job. I graduated interviewed 40 something times within an hour radius and Casey, you're great. We, you can be a pair pro for a few years and hopefully we can find something for you, but no one's leaving and we're not allowed to hire. There were hiring freezes everywhere. And I couldn't pair pro because that didn't, that wouldn't pay for the daycare bill. Right. Um, so it was just really a hard time of trying to find who I was and, and being angry that I had what I was supposed to have, but yet I couldn't get a job. And then finally, a middle school principal took a chance on me and said, do you want to teach sixth grade? And I said, I don't care. That sounds great. <laughs> um, I got certified in English and language arts middle school, and that was where my heart belonged. You know, it was the sassy middle schoolers are just my thing. We get each other. Yes. And I started teaching and just knew that everything was going to be fine. And it wasn't, I wasn't happy. I was married to the love of my life. I had these beautiful kids. I had the job I had always wanted and I cried every single day and I was unhappy and I lost almost every relationship I had ever had. And I didn't, this lasted until my kids were three and four until one fall day in October of 2013, I decided that I needed help. And it's been it's always hard for me to talk about it. I cry most of the time, so I'm going to try to keep it together. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you have, you know, let yourself get to the point that I was at, I want you to know that you need to ask for help. That's what I did. And once I did, my life changed forever. Within eight days, I was a brand new person. I used to say that my world was black and white every single day, but it started to fade back into color again. Um, it wasn't overnight. It took months and months, you know, of practicing and throwing my depression away, I say in the proverbial trash can. But um, that same week that I asked my doctor for help, I also found the website Teachers Pay Teachers. Mm -hmm. And Paul Edelman, the creator of Teachers Pay Teachers, also saved my life because I started selling my teaching resources and I found this passion and this love. And uh, I felt like I was the best teacher in the world. You know, those were the, those were the days of when my life had a drastic change and um, I am forever grateful because they've gotten me to where I am today. Wow. So I, I'm going to back up a little bit here because I'm going to go burned in on you, Casey. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I have so many questions. First of all, how long did you teach all together? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. So I was 12. So we're kind of close. Um, we definitely beat that five-year burnout cliche, right? Yes. Yes. However. I have to ask you, what was it? So I'm going to begin where you are. You all listeners, you know, B is begin where you are. So how long did you, I, it sounds like you really kind of struggled, especially, and I'd love to talk about your postpartum depression as well, if you're comfortable. Um, but what was it that was burning you out? Were, were there, did it really have a lot to do with the postpartum depression or 
Were you what I would call burned and unbalanced, lacking that balance, time management, prioritization? Were you burned and over it? Were you just surrounded by lots of negativity and apathy? Um, or were you burned and bored? You just needed a challenge. You didn't quite know what it was, but you just needed, you wanted to serve in a different way. You just, you, you were just clueless as to what it was. I think I was all of the above. Can I, is that yeah. a correct answer? Yes. Yeah. You can um. definitely be hybrid. <laughs> I think I was all of the above. You know, I was surrounded by negativity for sure. Um, I chat about that in a new chapter of a book that I wrote as well. And it's, I was surrounded by negativity, but I say that my life felt like I was on a carousel. Every day was the same exact thing. And it was a, not a beautiful carousel. It was an old, grimy, dingy one that it was just the same thing. And I was so young that I was super selfish. I thought for some reason when I was depressed that, you know, everybody was taking my time away from me. So my children were taking all of me. The kids at school were sucking the life out of me. I'd get home and then I still had to have these duties and these responsibilities. And yet I'm still young and I don't have a life anymore. That was how I viewed it. I was an adult overnight and I wasn't ready for that. Um, which is crazy now as a mom, you know, at 33, I think my, my children are the light of my life, the best thing that ever happened to me. But when I was depressed, I couldn't see it that way. And my students were exactly the same way. I loved them, but they drove me crazy and I didn't understand why. So once I really got a hold of my depression, I was, everything was just firing on all cylinders. But I, the last one that you mentioned, you know, I got super excited about being challenged again. And every single day was a new challenge with my students. How can I make this more engaging, more fun? How can I be, you know, the teacher of the year, not for the other teachers in the building, but for those kids. Mm. And it was uh, so much fun. You know, I still think about, I still think about the kids all the time. And that was the hardest part of leaving for sure. Yeah. So, um, so when you say, how can I make this more engaging? Is that when you started creating your own resources then for Teachers Pay Teachers? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was first a buyer on TPT and Teachers Pay Teachers, if you're not familiar, is just an online marketplace where teachers buy and sell their lesson plans. And I started buying on there because I didn't really want to be there every day. And I was like, I need someone to teach for me. So I started buying these lessons. And what I found was that I was enjoying it again. The kids were enjoying it again. And it was like this beautiful relationship where I was, you know, feeling a little bit like I didn't have to work as hard and the kids were really excited and behavior problems went down and I became like a good at classroom management. So that day in October of 2013, when I looked at my husband and I said, I think I can do this. Those were the, those were the moments that it was literally about paying my Netflix bill at that point. It was, how can I get Netflix for free, make eight bucks a month and make lessons myself for kids and everybody be really happy. How can it be a win-win situation as Stephen Covey says? Yes. Oh, I love Stephen Covey. Um, so let me just back up a little bit because I know, because I have been, been through this where you get to rock bottom and you feel like you can't go any lower. And it's so hard, like what you just said, where you just knew you needed a challenge and then when you finally find what you think is a glimmer of hope, just kind of going with it and just saying, I'm just going to try this and see how it goes. And I love that you said that you just said, my goal was small. How can I pay for Netflix? I love that because any action forward is forward moving, right? It doesn't have to be huge leaps. It doesn't have to be this big, profound, um, risky uh, move. It can be just small steps in a direction that where you do something different to get different results. So um, 
Can you take us back a little further from October 2013 and tell us a little bit about what you were struggling with? Because you said you were struggling with all three, but there was also something else pretty serious in the mix of all of this that was affecting you emotionally. Um, and I, I don't think, especially at a, in a profession dominated by women who have families typically, that this doesn't really, this doesn't come into the equation enough, you know, as far as discussing it and about how it affects our day-to-day jobs as teachers and caregivers. Totally. You know, we wake up early as we can, jump in the shower, get ready. And then I was getting two babies ready uh, for school. They were three and four and they, oh man, one of my, my four-year-old was very, very high maintenance. He still is to this day. So getting him ready, it was just, you know, you start your day off, you think, on the wrong foot or the wrong side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And here comes the train. And we're gonna you, go with it. Okay, good. And <laughs> we we tell ourselves these stories. My day is already bad. I've already had a stressful morning. I had to get my kid ready who's high maintenance and it's a horrible day. Mm-hmm. And we allow that belief to infiltrate our entire lives. So we get to school and it starts with a conversation with a student because he's being disrespectful or she's being disrespectful. And then that's another trigger. Oh, see, it's proof that I am going to have a bad day. When all of that is really just something we've made up. Mm-hmm. We're not having a bad day because our four-year-old had a breakdown. That's just what four-year-olds do. And instead of allowing that to get to me, you know, well, I did back then, you know, it would, it would, it was just like one thing after the other. And then the, the teacher next door, that was for me, I had this severe guilt and anger with the teacher next door that sat down and still earned the same paycheck as I did. And that is a really harsh thing to say, but it drove me crazy. I work my butt off. I'm standing up all day. I'm teaching. These kids are doing great. We're making great grades. And yet the teacher next door was sitting on her butt all day. And I am a very, I'm like competitive. I really enjoy, you know, competing with everyone. And when I would go to meetings and I would be super excited and pumped and be like, yes, this is what we're doing. And everyone would just look at me. It was frustrating for me, but I had to learn how to channel that in a new way. And once I did, everything changed. Once I stopped allowing their vibrations to affect me, it really, really took on a new, a new beginning. So if you're listening and you're there, I've been there too, or you could be the negative person and you don't even realize it yet. Uh, Because I was a negative person at times too. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've done that. So let's, let's flip the script. Yeah. There are definitely some things that I did during my 12 years that make me cringe and uh, that I've had to, I have felt that I needed to apologize for, because especially doing the research, doing this work, you do a lot of, even unintentional reflecting like, oh, I didn't handle that well at all, you know? Um, So I think that's that gut check stuff. Like you might be the negative teacher. You really might be, but you touched on two things. Number one, when you wake up and you're dressing your small children and one of them throws a fit that you think this is a bad day. Well, right now your reticular activating system is going to flip on and look for ways to prove that it's true. Right. And I told this story of uh, my husband and I looking for a car and finding a Subaru and deciding that's what we wanted. And then we left the dealership and everybody was driving a Subaru out back. Well, not everybody had gone out and bought one. It was the fact that my brain was on high alert to prove that this was abundant and that I could have this, right? So if you want negativity, 
you're going to find it. So if you, if you say to yourself, this is a bad day, your brain is going to look for ways to prove that it's true. Another thing is, I mean, you just quoted Buddha here, right? So we've got, <laughs> she's taking us to church. So you know, your thoughts become your beliefs, your beliefs become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your reality, right? So what you believe does become what you live. And 80% of the thoughts that you think today, you thought yesterday and the day before that. And if you've ever heard anything about the crab mentality, when you are in constant battle with the crabs trying to pull you down in your own head, you're not going to have activating and positive conversations because you have to change the conversation in your head first, right? Yes. Can we please talk about the universe and how it's aligned this conversation for just a second? <laughs> yes, first please. of all, Subaru Outback was my dream car. I had that before I had my Suburban because I had to buy a Suburban because all my kids didn't fit my Subaru anymore. <laughs> Second of all, the chapter in the book I was chatting about earlier, I yeah. talk about that crab mentality and oh. that crab analogy of if you allow the negativity, it's like a crab in a bucket. They're going to pull you back down again and again. So the universe had everything to do with us chatting today. It really, really did. It, I knew this was, I knew this was going to be gold. So, um, so when you sought help, I'm so glad Casey that you, that you were, um, honest enough about your struggle that you actually sought professional help. Um, I recently have done the same. Um, listeners, you know that I've gone through a deep bout of burnout myself, really trying to decide what's best for me and my family and, and all of that. And it really does. It gives you just even stepping into an office and just, I remember just breathing out and thinking, this is what I needed. Somebody who doesn't know me, there's no judgment. And they are just, they're just here. This is what they do, you know, rather than talking to a friend or talking to someone like your husband, um, you know, that's fully invested in you, you know, like this person, they just give you a different way of looking and thinking about things. Um, and even really great strategies that I use every day to control my anxiety is <laughs> really, really helpful. Yes, for sure. So did that um, also help with your postpartum depression as well as you you know, started working with Teachers Pay Teachers, you sought help. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh yeah. It was like a trifecta of uh, mental health, you know, physical health, spiritual health, all the things that I had been missing. You know, we had quit going to church. I, I mentioned that I had almost lost every relationship I ever had. I have one girlfriend that I've had since the seventh grade. I had pushed her away. My mom was my best friend. I had stopped connecting with her every day. Um, you know, even my husband was like, all right, like, I love you, but this is just too much because I was just so negative all the time. And mm. when I found Teachers Pay Teachers and, you know, sought help, you know, from my doctor, it was like this just trifecta of, okay, oh my gosh, how can I be the person I want to be, be able to see someone to help me? And how can I become someone that I don't even know I'm supposed to be? I found a new person and that was the teacherpreneur that was inside of me. And I believe that teachers have the perfect DNA to become entrepreneurs, oh every single one of them. I have said it so many times. I would have quit a long time ago if I hadn't been a teacher first. Teachers are... They do sales. They do all of the stuff on the back end. You know, they are marketers. You, yeah, I, we every have single all, day, every single day, you're selling learning. Yeah, and you either and you're a storyteller. Like you're all of the things that make entrepreneurs who they are. And I, I never could have done this without being a teacher first. Totally, I totally believe that. 
So I think this is a great segue, Casey, for you to tell us a little bit more about what you do now and how you empower teachers, because we both are activating teacher self-empowerment. We're doing it in a little bit of a different way, and I love what you do so much. I wish I would have known about you back in 2016. I don't even know if you did the CEO teacher back then in those days, but let me tell you, I needed you because I knew that I had a big impact to make, but I did not know. And I remember even my husband, when I told him, I was like, uh, so I just bought a domain. It's called burned in teacher. And he was like, great. (laughs) Been there, had that conversation. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. And I'm just kind of like that. I'm just kind of, you know, go with the flow that way. And I was like, I don't know what it will become. I just know it. I have to do it. And he was like, okay. (laughs) That was April, 2016, almost four years ago. And now it's turned into what it is today, but man, did I need you. So tell us all about the CEO teacher and maybe, you know, even walk us through how you doing TPT and how you now help teachers empower, especially gosh, those burned and bored teachers that need that challenge that know that they're meant to serve in some other way. Just tell us all about it. I cannot wait to hear it. Yeah. So teachers pay teachers started that first month, you know, to pay the Netflix bill and I made 50 bucks and it was like this fire inside of me. I say this burning inferno started Mm -hmm. and there was nothing in this world that could put it out. I didn't sleep. I was on fire for teaching and it just so happened that I was also making money, which was really fun. (laughs) So every day my kids were like, Miss Morris, what has gotten into you? And I was like, I know, like I got a new lesson. I was up all night creating it. Um, and now I'm selling it, you know, and those little cha-chings, the TPT app has this noise and it says cha-ching whenever you make money. I mean, we had dance parties every single day in my kitchen when I was cooking dinner, when it would cha-ching because I was, I had found the perfect thing. I was getting paid for something I was passionate about and $50, you know, in a few months turned into $600. And then in two years, it turned into my teaching salary. And then in a year later, I tripled my teaching salary and it was jaw dropping, life changing. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced, you know, I took my kids to the beach and I began to experience life, what life was supposed to be like that was, didn't involve stress related to money or depression. And it was just, it was perfect. It's still, I can't even begin to say, you know, it's a little bit more stressful now than it used to be back then because the business has grown. But so this rocked on for a few years. And, um, in 2017, I, knew in my heart. I had quit the year before. And then, um, two of my students got into a nearly fatal car accident. And that day I asked for my job back because I was just like, Nope, I'm not leaving. I love these kids too much, but I really should have. Nope. I shouldn't. It all worked out like it was supposed to. I stayed for another year. And then I talked to my principal and she said, well, can you stay until Christmas, please? Like teach the kids everything you could teach them because I um, turned in my letter of resignation in June and I said, yes. Mm -hmm. So I stayed until December of 2017 and I left and started working at an office. I was doing TPT full time. It was amazing. I started doing self-develop. I read books like every day. Oh, girl. Oh, it was like, oh, I walked (laughs) to get my kids. I cried every day again, but it was because I was so happy. I cried every day and I thank God every day for this life that I had been given. And it's crazy how it works out. I found out I was pregnant in 2018. Um, and 
I decided that I needed to do what God was leading me to do. And that was to help every teacher in the world feel what I felt on the inside. And that was this life that no one could take away from me. And it was perfect. It was yeah. my version of per a perfect life. So I told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to teach every teacher in the world how to do this. And Why he was not? like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm not making TPT products anymore, like starting today. And he was like, um, well, that pays the bills. So why don't we just do this 50, 50, but I went all in. And I think whenever you go all in, you win. And I went all in, uh, seven months pregnant. I launched my first course that taught teachers how to sell their teaching resources online. That was what the course was at that time. And that was November, 2018. That wasn't that long ago. No, um, <laughs> that was just a few months ago. <laughs> right. It was yesterday. Like, yeah. <laughs> and in that seven days, uh, my life really changed forever. Um, mm. I thought it had changed forever before, but in that seven days, everything changed. And I have a team now and that has grown into uh, the CEO teacher, the CEO teacher Academy. And we empower every teacher in the world to build a legacy online by teaching what they're passionate about, bundling it together and using it to create resources or a course or a membership because we have to teach all the children and teach all the parents and all the teachers, but we also get to want that for ourselves too, because, um, that money is life-changing. That money is astonishing. And I want every teacher to feel what I got to feel. Yeah. You know, there are a couple of things that you said that just made me, I mean, I've like hands in the air, like, yes. So when you say that you, when you started creating your own, uh, teachers pay teachers products and you were up all night, I can so relate to that because when I started blogging Burned In Teacher, I was up until two in the morning, sometimes three blogging, and I didn't care. Like it was this, it was this feeling I'd never had before that I was just doing something that just meant so much to me. And I was so passionate about, it. I found so much purpose in it. And Angela Watson actually writes about this in a uh, fewer things better, that there's different, there's a difference between drudgery work, you know, the stuff that you hate doing. Um, that you're doing just because you feel like you have to do it. And there, and the habit, or I'm sorry, the hobby of, of teaching. If there are things that you enjoy doing that you are spending your unpaid time doing, there's a difference between those things. If you find joy in it, and it sounds like, gosh, you had like triple threat going here. You were making money, you enjoyed doing it, and your students loved it. So that had to just really, again, fuel that fire that was, that was, you were having inside of you. Yeah. And you know, Ron Clark, the Academy had just like blown up and I don't know if you're familiar with Ron Clark, um, but you know, his teaching style was amazing. And I was like, I want this for my kids, but I, but I don't teach at the Ron Clark Academy, but mm -hmm. I could still provide an education like that in this small town, you know, in South Georgia where our children are, you know, just different than a lot of children. So mm -hmm. it was, Oh, those, you know, I say those were the days we're still living in the days, I but know, right? <laughs> I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, you know, this is going to air in uh, March and March is going to be all about determining your long-term goals. And this is step 
six in my, in the burned in process. So teachers have just you know, they figured out what it is that they're struggling with, why they're struggling, what their true challenges are, what possible solutions are, what their strengths are. You know, they're, they're starting to um, extend their reach and possibilities. They're really realizing that, oh my gosh, I really am more than a teacher. I have things that bring me joy and it's my choice to make more time for those things. But what are my goals? And how do I actually bring them into fruition? So tell us a little bit about, because you can relate to this, you know, and I can relate to it when you're teaching full-time. And this is, again, going back to, if your goal is to just love teaching second grade again, that's awesome. But you know you're going to have to do something different. So how are you going to make time for those things? Or if your goal is to become an administrator, that's fantastic. But you're going to have to do something different while you're teaching. Or if your goal is to create your own business, build your own business online and, and help empower others however you feel the need or leave the education profession. You're going to have to do something different. How do you determine your goals, Casey? And I know you are a big fan of keep the main thing the main thing. So tell us how you, you know, even if you have maybe a monthly practice or a weekly or a daily, how is it that you determine your goals? And then what is your breakdown of that? I think it's easy to like, from the outside looking in on anyone's life to say, oh, it happened overnight, right? It's something that just happened overnight. But that's as true as going to get water from the faucet and saying, if someone says, where did that water come from? And you say the faucet. The reality is, is no, that water didn't really just come from the faucet. There was a long line of things that we have done that, you know, advances and all that kind of stuff that have allowed us to have clean drinking water from the faucet. So it's the same thing with your business. It's the same thing with how you approach it. I never had a long-term strategy in the beginning. I was literally living day to day by the seat of my pants, loving every minute of it. And that's okay in the beginning. But Michael Gerber says that in the, the book, The E-Myth Revisited, that the main thing that businesses have that are successful that other people don't have is a plan and a system and a process. So like you were just chatting about, Amber, you said that if you want to be a, second grade, a great second grade teacher or an administrator, you must come up with a plan in order to stay happy and fulfilled and excited. It doesn't have to just be with your business, but my business now has a 10 year and a 20 year and a 30 year plan. I see it clear as day because you can't get what you want if you don't know what you want. Mm. And I love that question. I start with my students all the time. I look at them, I look in the camera and I say, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And most of them can't tell me. And they say, well, and they'll start this, 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 and this. So if you're listening, your teacher listening, no matter what you're thinking about, whether it's, um, you know, the administration line, or, uh, maybe you want to be a literacy coach. What do you want? When do you want to get there? How are you going to get there? Because if you can't answer those questions, it will never, ever happen. It might by luck, but the chances of things happening by luck are so much less than if they are, if they are strategic. And as you said before, you know, we preach constant, persistent action forward will get you there. So I love thinking about my big, audacious, scary goals, but I also have daily goals that get me to those bigger goals. So I love to mind map. So what are your big goals and then how do we break them down? I'm currently using Michael Hyatt's full focus planner mm-hmm. to check off my daily to-dos. Do you have one? I have <laughs> I, tell me it's the same color as mine. Mine's <laughs> um, close. The, the sandstone. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh God, we need to get a picture of this at some point. Right? We need to tag Michael Hyatt in it. Love Michael Hyatt. Actually, when I created Out the Door by Four, it w- really was... Um, 
because of, of his book, um, Free to Focus, um, Amy Porterfield interviewed him. And I thought, teachers need this. You know, they might not need all of this, but they need some of this. And that's where I really broke it down into, you have to have, we start each year with the best of intentions, right? I started a podcast um, just the other day with this lead in. We start every year. This year is going to be different. I'm not going to work all the time. I'm not going to be negative. And we go into our school year. And then by week two, we've fallen into the bad, into the same bad habits that we did the year before. And it's because we lacked a vision. Yes. How, what do I even want? And we lacked a plan. How am I going to make this happen? And then the two hardest things, what is my daily discipline and what is my intention? Yes. And it has to happen in that order. We can't start with the best of intentions. We have to start with what we freaking want. And, and another book sometimes that- Sometimes you- we're, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You were on a roll. Go. I was going to say, sometimes we aren't being honest with ourselves about what we truly want. And I think that's, that's sometimes the hardest part of when you ask teachers and when I ask teachers, what do you want? Sometimes they say, I don't know, but I don't always believe it. I think they know what they want, but they're afraid to say it because if they say it, then they're going to be held because they know if they work with me, I'm going to hold you accountable. You know, we're obviously going to follow that vision with guided flexibility because, you know, things change, but it's hard to do something different. It's sometimes easier to stay on that escalator. If you've ever seen that YouTube video, it's fantastic. (laughs) It's easier because you don't have to work as hard to be miserable and complacent and stay where you are, right? Yes. And that's when everything really changed too for me. You know, it's funny. The girls on my team say, Casey, we feel like every week you say that like you had a spiritual awakening or like things are going to be different. And I said, I know. And I hope it never changes Mm -hmm. because I get so fired up and fueled with purpose because I can now have what, uh, Napoleon Hill from the book, think and grow rich says is definiteness of purpose. Mm -hmm. I know without a doubt what I am meant to do. And every week I have a spiritual awakening, but it only happens when, I fuel that definiteness of purpose with action. And I have to constantly be telling myself, how do I get here? Our North Star is to empower every teacher to leave a legacy online. How do I get there? Every single day, what do I do to help me achieve this goal and this goal and this goal? And it really is just a science game, a science experiment. And it will come true as long as you don't give up because the most genius thing that I've done, I know this has been said before, is that, you know, we never gave up. And that's what I want anyone listening to know that whatever you want in life, whether it's weight loss or whether it's, um, to climb out of depression or anything like that is, is, is within your reach. It all starts with understanding how your mind works and learning how to train it to do new things. I'm really glad that you just said that because I wanted to make sure that listeners understand that money, this isn't the main goal here is to make a bunch of money. This doesn't, you know, I, I sent out a survey. I talked about it in my keynote too. Not one teacher said that they wanted more money when I asked them what they would need to get out of burnout. Not one. And I have it really, it's big and blurry because it's a screenshot of the, uh, the Google form, the, the uh, chart that it made. It says 0.0%. Teachers know that money does not bring about more happiness. Having our basic needs met, being able to do the things that bring us joy, that is the most important 
thing. Sure, more money is cool. And of course, my friends, it is deserved and appreciated. However, it's not the end goal is to have a bunch of money. That's I love what you just said, whether it's to lose weight, become that great second grade teacher that you feel like you used to be, whatever your goal is, you have to do something different to get different results. And that means taking daily action in ways that you've not done before. Thank you so much for saying that. Oh, you're welcome. This is so much fun. <laughs> so Casey, is there anything else that you'd like to share with, with the listeners today of the Burn-In Teacher Podcast? I'm just so excited to be here in a space where teachers feel like they can come and they can give an honest opinion and have people talk about it that's not in a negative way or in a positive way. It's the ability to just be who we are as we are. Uh, because so often in our communities, we are either too positive or too negative without being real. And yeah. I feel like today what we've done for teachers is be real and allow them to know that it's okay to feel this way. We're here to help. We're here to support you, but it's never okay to stay where you are. It's yeah. always okay to want more for yourself, no matter what that looks like. And it's never, ever about the money. Oftentimes when you want more for yourself, those keystone habits kick in mm -hmm. and the impact leads you to more money. But never ever make it because of that. Because if that's what it is about, I don't believe you'll ever be successful truly or happy. No, no. or, and I mean, money does not follow, or rather I should say purpose does not follow money, right? It's actually the other way around. You know, yes. you have to, you know, how many times do you hear about, um, you know, celebrities, people who seem to have like, Hey, they had it all. They had all this money. They had all these homes. They, they could do whatever they wanted and they ended their own lives. And you know, if that isn't a call to purpose over profits, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what else is. So I think really deciding what brings you purpose and we could get into this whole, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the e-myth revisited. I think there needs to be like a passion revisited, you know, the, the passion myth maybe, because when, so, when people sometimes, um, used to ask me what my passion was, I don't know, like, do I have, do I have to have one passion? And Marie Forleo says, it's okay to be multi-passionate, you yeah. know, it's okay to have many passions, you know, but you have to make the time for those things and you have to do something different in order to get you there. So, uh, Casey, thank you so much for being here. So tell us how it is that we can find you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. You can um, find me always on Instagram daily on my stories. It's just at Casey Morris. It's spelled weird. K-A-Y-S-E-M-O-R-R-I-S. -R -R you can find me on Facebook at the CEO teacher or CaseyMorris.com. And we do have a podcast, a top ranking business and education podcast called the CEO teacher podcast. And it's so good. So good. So if you enjoy listening to me, you would totally enjoy listening to Casey because it, we do, you do talk about online business, but you just talk about good sound practices of the mind. You're very activating. I don't know if you know your top five strengths. Have you done the Gallup Strengths Finder assessment? No, I need to though. Oh girl, you've got to do it. It's only, we can, we can go into this later, but it's the day that I found out my top strengths, I was like, yes, yes, this, this is why I am the way I am. And this is what I'm going to go for. So great message today, Casey. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And I know that the Burn and Teacher community is going to find you very, very inspiring too. So have a great day. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Amber. Talk to you soon. See, I told you. 
I told you that you were going to listen to this and you were going to feel empowered. Now, I hope that you understand that Casey and I's mission for our conversation today was not for you to feel like you have to start an online business unless that's what you want. And that's exactly what I want to leave you with today. What do you want? What do you desire for yourself? What are your dreams? What are your goals? It all starts with sitting down, getting quiet, maybe doing some meditating, praying, whatever works for you to quiet your mind and focus on where you want to see yourself next year or the year after that or five years or 10 years and then surround yourself with people that can help you to make those dreams come true. Don't miss next week's episode because speaking of surrounding yourself with people who help you to bring your dreams into reality, I am actually bringing on my business coach, somebody who is in my almost daily life. Her name is Leslie Hill, and she is going to talk about our experience as coach and coachee because it is my belief that everybody, no matter who you are or where you are in life, deserves a coach. I'd love to know what your thoughts and questions are about my conversation with Casey today or any episode that you've listened to. So go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher to continue the conversation. And until next week, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on everybody. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.